Hey, Checkoff fans, we have not one but two amazing podcasts going on over at the Pop-Off Podcast. Every other week, we're rotating between talking about the Harry Potter movies and the movies leading up to Joss Whedon's Avengers next summer, so Captain America and Thor and Iron Man and the Hulk. Also, the Harry Potter podcasts are going on at the same time, so go over to popoffpodcast.com and listen there. Also, be sure to stream Ninjas vs. Vampires. If you have a Netflix account, you can stream it for free, Ninjas vs. Vampires. Okay, enjoy. Trek off. It's time for Trek Off. More fun than a bowl of Riker's beard. Stay tuned after Trek Off for a special poetry reading. Yeah, we're looking at you, Shmoo. Welcome to Trek Off. I'm Justin. <laughs> and I'm Alexia. And today we're going to be talking about... Uh, season- Whatever I want to. No, yeah, well, for the first part. <laughs> No, um, because that's never true. Go we ahead. will we will be <laughs> discussing uh, the uh, first season of Star Trek: The Next Generation. So we'll eventually be getting to that. But we wanted to talk a little bit about Enterprise because like you, you would, say we. I appreciate yeah. that. All right, well, okay. I wanted to talk yeah. a little bit about well, Enterprise because I'm watching that that show. All right. So my my thought was, you know, and I think n- to be completely honest, while I liked Enterprise, it isn't my favorite show. I mentioned before how if I have a DVR back when I used to DVR of all the shows to watch, I will never choose enterprise not that i hated it but because i'll always want to see something else more and my fear is is that people will go you know you know who haven't seen us talk about enterprise go okay yeah listen to them talk about enterprise but if we do two weeks in a row they're gonna be like well i can't really you know i haven't watched that and even more than people that hate it i'm concerned that people go i didn't watch that and i don't really want to hear about it right now so so that's why. But here, let's talk. No, no, don't do me any favors. It's fine. No, go ahead. Don't worry about it. You know what? I'm not even watching it anymore. I just, I was just like, fuck it. I'm not going to watch that shit anymore. You're lying. I am lying. I'm totally you're lying. Watching you're watching. a lying liar. from <laughs> Lying Town. <laughs> from Lying Town, where everybody lies down. So you're you're on episode 18? I think so. What? I'm on an episode with Ferengi, which blows my mind a little bit. Because it doesn't oh, make yeah. any fucking sense. Did you finish it? No, I'm like halfway through. They're like stealing all the shit on the ship. And it doesn't yeah. make any sense because like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Ferengi, the first time we see them is on the next generation, right? Yeah. And they even. And they've never seen them before. Like that's the first encounter with them. Right. Yeah. And they, <clears throat> I, I don't want to spoil the episode you're on. They do their best to explain it away, but. Oh, uh, okay. But. All right, so maybe they'll do something towards the end that'll that'll make it okay, but it won't make it okay. Make it. <laughs> it'll make it, it won't make it okay. Nothing it'll, will make it okay. It'll make it so you go, well, uh, you know, I guess I, I mean it's well, it's 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 sort of like you will learn from the Jedi Master who instructed me, Yoda. I mean Qui Gon Jinn. <laughs> so I, I'm saying Yoda because you don't know who that other guy. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know who that other person is. So yeah, I I mean it's. Yeah, there are a few things in Enterprise they do that. They kind of go, well, what I said was true from a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it just right, if yeah. you tilt it to the left and then you catch the light. And so, yeah, so, I mean, it's technically true. It's like, I guess what they do is they they, they break continuity and then they make up for it with the reasonable doubt defense. <laughs> Like you know, they're they are, they're the I ca- like that the reasonable they, doubt defense. They're, they're the the Casey the Casey Anthony of continuity. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll be right there. <laughs> I'm on my way. Um. So there's that. Uh, so, so anyway, what's I, your impression so far? Actually, I like it. I like a lot of it. Yeah. Like I have to say, obviously, like um. I think I'm much more forgiving than your average person because I'm, I'm yeah I I love a lot of stuff but you do but even for me there are some hokey dumb motherfucking episodes <laughs> I mean like I think it was like the second or third episode in something early 
Trip gets pregnant. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Really? Don't they have the first holodeck in that episode too? Like someone else yeah. has it? Yeah, it's on yeah, yeah, it's yeah. on it's on the ship where he gets pregnant. Or he gets pregnant. Let me say it one more yeah. time. Pregnant. <laughs> I didn't mind that. At least <laughs> you didn't mind that, really? You didn't think it was at silly least it as fuck? Was, at least it was science fiction-y. You know, it's like there's... <sighs> at least he didn't get captured with Archer on a planet and put in some sort of prison <laughs> where they then had to... That really doesn't happen that much. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's not like... A, like I Because I, I've been paying attention because you said that shit the last time. So, like, as I'm watching, I'm like, okay, so they're going to wind up in a prison in this episode and then it doesn't happen. I'm like, he's fucking wrong. I love how um, you're like... That, so, I talked to you earlier, you're like... It's only happened like four or five times. That's not what I said. See, again, you hear what you want to hear. What you I say? said it happens like maybe three times out of 18 episodes. Yeah. That, doesn't that strike you, though? Is like No, that doesn't strike me. It's one all out the time. of five? Because that, no, one out of nine would be two times. I'm saying it's three max. Like, I'm not certain. But it also. I think it's only a couple, but it might have been, on the outside, it's three times. Are you, are you counting the pilot episode where it also happens? Yeah. You know, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it just doesn't. It's not. I don't this, know. This it's, constant occurrence from over here. I um, guess. I guess. Look, I had the same issue about Voyager, and we'll talk about this when we get to Voyager. But it seems kind of there. There are two aspects of it that bother me. One, it seems unimportant, in that whatever they're doing doesn't seem to affect anyone else. I guess three issues. Two, they're meeting all these aliens that I've never seen before or seen again. They're like they. What's they, interesting is that makes sense to me, though. Does it? Yeah. Like when you think about the original episode, like the original series. Yeah. Like how many episodes in, in that series did they meet these one-off aliens that you never hear from again? You're and just don't... like Nazi Germany. You're just like <laughs> Abe Lincoln. You're the wild, wild west. Do you, you want me to smack you? You took Spock's brain. I will, you know. I will smack you right in your face. I watched an original <laughs> series episode this week. Which one? I watched um, Ch- Charlie X. Oh, how's it going? It is a good one. Now, I was surprised uh, by a couple of things in that episode. First of all, the two guest stars, uh, Charlie and the woman, both still living. And whenever really? I, whenever I watch old 60s shows, I'm like, most of these people are dead. Right. Um, not only both still living, but both had huge careers. Yeah. Um, the woman uh, ended up playing Hot Lips in the movie version of MASH, in the original movie version oh, of MASH. Oh, okay. Um, and continues to have leading roles. The guy doesn't do much work anymore, but he had his own show. Wow. Um, yeah, I was kind of Im- kind of impressed. I was like, "Hey, good good for you guys." Good for you guys. Yeah. No, wait a minute. I didn't watch Charlie X. I'm sorry. I watched Charlie X two weeks ago. I watched um, the one episode I'm talking about is where no man has gone before. Oh, um, which is also uh, very very much like Charlie X. Like I'm a person. I got incredible psychic powers, and I can make things happen. Now, granted, it was you know, it was the pilot, and then aired out of order with Charlie X and you know it I guess where no man bef- has gone before is interesting in that it doesn't look like the rest of the series the doctor is different mm-hmm. uh there are different people why I kind of enjoyed it I kind of dug it I'm just uh, like I I I dug that about the original series I and it doesn't occur to me like I'm not like you I don't need everything to be this serialized continuing story like it d- does appeal to me and there's a part of that that I like I and that I did. That, I'm just saying that I did like, and and part of me is interested to see what you know kind of goes down with the species that I'm familiar with, like Vulcans and Klingons and stuff like that. But at the same time, I gotta imagine it's the first time. Like it's kind of monumental for them. It's the first yeah, time they've sure. gone out into space, and like it. And what I what I actually like a lot about it, an aspect that I really dig, is is sort Sorry, of. I'm gonna grab crackers while you talk. I see. How Best I podcast ever. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sure there's no problem for our audience to hear. 
You can't do you can't do the pauses where you stare at me. They can't hear you. They just hear <laughs> can't hear my stare. I beg to differ, sir. I oh. think they can. Oh, okay. I think they can. <laughs> Let's try. Ready? Go. <laughs> wow, that's astounding. Did they hear cricket subconsciously? It's amazing. That's crazy. That's amazing. No, I think it was because he made a noise. Uh, I did. Yeah. Cheap comedy here on Trek <laughs> Off today. <laughs> I was saying something, but it's not really important, clearly. No, I, I think that... I, I don't remember what it was, literally, I dig anymore. The, I dig the <laughs> sense of wonder that you're talking about, but I feel like... Wait, no, I do. They don't even have a prime directive yet, and that's an aspect yeah. I think is actually really cool, because he's trying to figure out, like, yeah, every time they he meet a new up. species... He fucks up. Yeah, he fucks up, or he's like, how do I handle this? Like, there was one episode that was really fucking great, where they get to a planet... And um, they're brought there by a, by a ship that they come across where they don't have warp-capable drive, the, the people on the planet, and they're dying. But now only part of the population is dying. Like, there's actually two species that, that like, evolve next to each other. And one of those species is dying. And then Phlox is involved because they're trying to help because that's what he always does. Archer's always about helping people when he meets them. And... Um, and Flox finds out that it's just that they're genetically breaking down. They're losing evolution, essentially. Like, and he's like, well, save him, help him. He's like, I can, but I shouldn't. It's not right. Yeah. And it's like, no, I dig whoa, that. it was kind of cool. It was really and awesome. Le- and let me go a step further. If the episode you're watching heavily involves Flox, I'm probably going to like it better than... Well, there was another episode I saw recently where the they're like, we're Trip and... Um, and the oh, I can never remember his name. Malcolm and Malcolm are like trapped in a shuttle pod. Oh, shuttle pod one. Yeah, yeah and it was really good. It's a it fun was episode. Very it's, taut it's a, and and just like creepy and like oh they're you know they think per, they're gonna in, die in and the personal and how they react. To yeah, one it yeah. Was really I mean good. I I that's one of the that's actually a controversial one. There are a lot of people who hate that episode. Really, and a lot of people who like it. But it's it's not it's certainly not a blah episode. It's no. a, it's I don't mind episodes even that are divisive. You know, because if they're divisive, at least they're doing something. You know, I mean, the they they say the opposite of love is not hate, but rather indifference. Um, and and that's how I feel about many Enterprise episodes is indifferent. Huh. Um, I don't hate them. Like, I don't hate them like the episode of you know Next Gen when when Crusher is having sex with a candle. Um, <laughs> No, <laughs> having sex with a ghost who lives in a candle but i like saying that i know you do you just, um, and every time you say it i i it's really i, know. I, I see gates yeah. mcfadden fucking uh, <laughs> a candle and it's not right um, <laughs> and i don't appreciate the, the visual <laughs> yeah but you know the, the the episode isn't far off from that so i mean it's not, <laughs> Dude, not it's not spoiler spoiler alert for season season six of voyager <laughs> it's not chakotay having a boxing match with an alien in his mind not kidding <laughs> no kidding. That's oh the, wow! The plot of the episode. I didn't is, get that far. Yeah, Chakotay has a boxing match in a rink with an alien in his mind. Yeah. 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 It's terrible. And when oh. you, especially, especially when you put that next to the episode where, um, where the alien, and this was a great episode on Deep Space Nine, where, um, where that alien like takes over, um, the chief's wife. He takes over. Oh, Ke- yeah. She takes over Keiko. And says, I'm going to kill your wife unless you do what I want. Like, it's as simple as, you know, all I got to do is move this atoms around or whatever. And it's fucked up. Like, it's oh, really Yeah, but creepy. Fucking, that's what that's what that's what the chief gets, because there's an episode of Next Gen where where an alien takes over the chief and threatens to kill Molly at Keiko. So it, it's that's like, how it just rolls for that. Uh, one I, I, I just could, kind of would have loved if, if, if Keiko turned around and go, now it's your turn, bitch. 
What I liked about the episode, actually, do you remember like, the episode? I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't remember the one I, where it happens. The chief, and, I don't yeah, recall the, it offhand, but I remember the chief what I liked and, about the, the chief one with and the, Data and the chief and Data and Troy all get taken over, and and they take over Ten Forward, and they're like have ghosts of other people in them. Oh, okay, yes, I do remember. Yeah, that and one and okay, and yeah. and mm-hmm. the chief is all like, "I know you, I know you, I'm married to you." You're, you're, right. What I, what I liked about the the episode where Keiko is taken I'm over. I'm gonna move these over here so I don't have to reach into your crotch to get cheeses. Dude, whatever. Go well, on. I thought we were friends. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um, I'd explain this conversation, but I just kind of <laughs> would rather not. You just made it awkward for everybody. Everybody was fine, and then you said some shit. Awkward. Um, <laughs> um, I liked where nobody else, like the only one who knew that she wasn't Keiko, sure. was him, and so like he had to pretend to be nice with her and stuff like that. Yeah, like, no, that was cool. Meanwhile, you know hates what's ha- you know what I'm saying? it was just it was really taught you see that the problem with enterprise episodes is they're not taught they're not wrote and we talked about franchise uh, or they're wrote and what we talked about franchise fatigue i think the other issue that you have is is story fatigue i mean the fact is is that no matter what genre you, what what era you sent like set it in you've already had three years of the uh, original series one year of the animated series, seven years of Next Gen. I'm not going to count DS9 um, because it's not about a ship exploring. Right. Um, seven years of Voyager about a ship exploring with a cast of about six to nine people. And there are only so many stories you can tell about a cast of six to nine people on a ship that are going to new places. And there's a... There, I, I, I kind of agree, but I kind a, of disagree because they're, they're... There's a sense of... There's 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 a new spin to there it. Is a, there there is a new spin to it. And the the thing is, though, is that it's that ultimately the, the only spin that I really feel is the we are technologically outmatched. But we are now technologically outmatched by things that seem familiar and not too big of a deal to our viewer. Not just that they're tech- they're they're oftentimes technologically outmatched, and a lot of times they don't like diplomatically speaking and relations speaking. Like yeah, they but don't Voyager know was like to that do. too. Voyager was like that too, though. They just had was seven it? years. Of yeah, but Voyager they still have the prime directive. Yeah, like, but they don't follow the prime directive in Voyager. Like ever? Because, yeah, the the directive becomes get home at any cost. Um, ah. And at least in Voyager, they explored how they bend the rules then they meet another Starfleet ship that has also been pulled in by the caretaker at some point of Voyager I don't know if you've seen this episode but they they meet another ship that's been pulled in by the caretaker to this side of the galaxy that has gotten much further than them and then Voyager has gotten because of a couple of things that happened a couple of huge boosts along the way and they eventually catch up to this other Starfleet ship that's on the way home and the way this other Starfleet, Starfleet ship's been doing it is by breaking every rule in the book they run into someone, they annihilate them. They and it's this other crew that's much worse off than the Voyager crew, who is who has gone basically Battlestar. Um, mm-hmm. And the Voyager crew next to them suddenly they look they have to look at what they've done and they have to look at what the other crew and that's an issue. Voyager still has some great episodes and I'm not going to say that Enterprise doesn't, but I'm going to say that. Enter- I mean, it has some silly episodes too, like some patently ridiculous episodes. Enterprise. Yeah. What's the worst you've seen so far? Have you had a night in sick bay yet? No, I don't think so. Oh goodness! Is that the dreaming one? No, or the sleeping one, or some shit? All right, minor, minor spoiler alert! Don't Bel- do it. No, believe me, it's not. It won't bother you. It's, <laughs> <laughs> believe me, because the plot of the episode is, I'm not kidding. Porthos is sick, and Archer stays the night in sick bay with him. Are you kidding me? That's the plot. For real? That's the whole plot. Absolutely. No He's, bullshit. Nothing else happening. He just nothing hangs out. Just hangs out in sick bay. Really. 
It's even called A Night in Sick Bay. Really? That's the name of the episode. Really? Yep. Wow. Now, granted, season three stuff. Um, what's great about season four when you get to it, and I'm not going to tell you anything that happens, but I'm going to tell you that um, there is a staff change because season three, they're bleeding viewers and they, the show is on the verge of cancellation. And there's actually, just like originally, there's a letter writing campaign to save Enterprise, which I was a part of. Oh, cool. Um, and it's successful. It's actually successful. They managed to pull the show out for a fourth season, but a truncated fourth season. Essentially, the idea was you need a certain amount of episodes to be sold into syndication. And okay. they and so people really made the case, listen, you do this and you can sell the show into syndication. It'll make you money as time goes on. So even the show's losing money now, it'll make you money in the long term. Please do it. Please do it. Please do it. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And and the show um, brought in uh, Manny Cotto, who... Uh, who's this new talent, a new guy that they let become basically Rick Berman and Brandon Braga step back and let him be kind of the showrunner for season four um, to a point. Um, And the very first thing he does is he looks at the original series and he goes, okay, this is probably the last season we're going to have. We need to connect this to the original series. And suddenly you start getting that sense that this does take place before the original series and you are, and, and he really does a great job of, of not only the original series, but a few great next gen nods, a few, like he really connects the show. The show feels huh. connected to the rest of the Trek universe. And, and he does a great job of doing interesting things. Um, and season three is interesting for its own reason, but it's, again, I, I just sort of feel like the, you're gonna you're gonna be stuck in a in a show that that unfortunately never never truly finds its its footing until like the last twelve episodes of the series. Oh wow! And then I'm I'll be I'm curious to through, see the difference then because like I'm like more more often than not I'm liking the episodes. I'll say this: Archer grows and changes. That's one thing that's fun to watch: growing and changing of that character. He's not the same guy by the end of of his arc. Interesting. Um, which is fun, which I like. You know. Because Cisco wasn't either, and to a lesser extent, neither was Janeway. But 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 I think that Archer and Cisco undergo the greatest transformation from beginning where they to begin end. To where yeah, they, they they the, what they've gone through causes them to go go through something. So it's worth worth uh, there. Uh, look, guys out there in in Trek Offland, um, I'm not saying skip Enterprise if you haven't seen it. I th- I, th- I say it's worth a watch. Yeah, I say you know, like I, there will be some episodes you groan. But let's let's be clear. I was on the letter cam- letter writing campaign to to save the show because it's Trek, and if you're a Trek fan, you should see all of Trek. It's if you're if you're a Trek fan enough to listen to this podcast and you've been concerned, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Like you, you weren't sure about watching Enterprise. It's on Netflix now. It's easy to it's do. It's easy to do. That's what I'm like. Watch that shit. You know what else is on Netflix? Mm. Ninjas versus <laughs> vampires. My movie. <laughs> See it. It's good. <laughs> Watch it in shit. Um so um speaking of shows that seemed like they weren't finding their footing. Mm. Shows that ultimately um put out some shit episodes. I disagreed. Dur- they did put out some shit episodes. I didn't think they were shitty. Um Okay, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> derivative. I can't think of one yet. So well anyway. we're gonna go through all of them today. <laughs> uh next generation season. We're gonna one. go through all of them today. 
all of the season one. Well, that's that's not what you said. You said we're going to go through all of them today. I'm all like, 178 episodes. Of Star <laughs> I was like, Trek wow. Gonna have- I'm not going to stay here overnight because <laughs> um, that's weird. Here we go. Um, you're practically, I, I look like, I'm not going to stay here overnight. I will only stay till four. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as I leave before the sun actually comes up, that's my right. friend, there then I didn't spend the <laughs> night here. <laughs> we start with Encounter at Farpoint. The new Starship Enterprise begins her maiden voyage, this is from Wikipedia, begins her maiden voyage by uncovering the mysteries of an advanced alien space station. The crew's mission is threatened by an omnipotent being named Q, who puts them, and specifically Captain Picard, on trial for the crimes of all humanity. Oh, the humanity. So some interesting things about this episode. One, Q, uh, uh, Gene Roddenberry wanted this episode to be a one-parter, one-hour show. Yeah. And they were like, no, make it a two-parter. And so he wrote Q as the second part of the show. But the encounter at Farpoint, the Farpoint station and and the Farpoint. Yeah, if you think about it, like if you were to just divorce the two stories from each other. Yeah, Q was the it, They would kind of work. Q was the, the funny thing is that Q, the, the story on the station doesn't work for me. But Q makes the episode. Mm-hmm. Q is such an interesting concept um, of an alien and he's so fun like he's not that he's not that fun in this episode but he still is like i mean yeah he's he's he darker is. but he's still fun like the things that he does to put them on trial in the and the all of the drama you know he's such a dramatic being i will say that this episode would not have necessarily completely sold me on Q, <laughs> but having seen all of the all of the show this episode bookended with the final episode of the series some of which takes place during this episode um is is amazing is it makes Q because Q in the final episode of Next Gen is kind of Q from this episode and Q from the series Silly Q too, um, and and the thing is even when he's Silly Q he's still dangerous. Not always, most, especially most times, especially on Voyager. Oh well, I didn't see I I didn't see him on Voyager, so I don't have that to yeah, pull from. Well, we and we we did our Q episode, so we don't really need to talk tons and tons about Q. Although you really should see Q on Voyager because it's. I told you I'm gonna watch. I'm I, like I'm gonna get through it. Like once I'm done with Enterprise, I'm gonna watch. At one point, all of at Voyager. one point, Chakotay is is rude to Q, and Q says, Q, "Q says, you know what your problem is?" And he turns around and he's got a tattoo all over his face, and he goes, "Tattoo envy." <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's but the, it's funny. It's the stupidest joke in the world, but it's funny. It's really um, funny. <laughs> um, uh, now. We talked about when we some of this we've hit before, but it's it's a a dangerous concept. They they really they pissed off some people who had certain expectations, and it's good that they did because they they got a bald British French captain um, who is decided who's decidedly um, unfriendly. Um, uh, the first officer Riker, who it's is hard, I don't know if I go. With he's unfriendly that. in the first episode. In the in the first episode, he's very hard military. He's not the. That doesn't make that doesn't make him unfriendly though. Um, it's hard. I wouldn't. That's what I'm, like I wouldn't have characterized him as unfriendly. Everyone is is perfect, and yet also kind of standoffish and unemotional, with the exception of Troy, who always feels the pain. Oh, the, <laughs> the pain! pain. Oh, it hurts so much. Oh. Um. The uh, the guy, it's interesting, the guy who um, plays the guy who runs Farpoint Station is uh, a friend of Daniel Ross's named Michael Bell. Really? Uh-huh. How cool is that? He's also the voice of um, of a lot of Transformers. Oh, yeah? Which is why Ross knows him. That's really cool. Um, so, uh, but all in all, look, I think it's a, 
when I watch that episode, I never watch it because I enjoy it. I watch it for the nostalgia, for watching everyone be introduced and uh, be introduced and everyone be wrong. You know, like when Troy calls, you know, Riker Bill and, you know, like they just don't have it down yet. And it's kind of cute to see that they it's don't. so weird. Like, I, I don't feel the same way. I don't watch it just for the nostalgia. I oh, enjoy, I do. I enjoy it's, the episode. I do. Most of season one, I watch just for the nostalgia. There are a few, a few um, exceptions which will hit. Hmm. But most of season one. Again, now that I have all of Next Gen to choose from, because oh, I, I, I've always had them always on D, on DVD, but now that they're on Netflix and any time, any day, I can put one on. I do put on a Star Trek episode every day. I don't watch all of it. I watch a few minutes of something while I'm you know feeding the baby or whatever. Um, I never go before season three of Next Gen. I might go into season two because there are a couple I really love there, but for the most part, season one of Next Gen is never going to be the one that I choose, except that it's the one I've watched the least. So eventually, because I've watched so much of season three to season seven, I'll eventually jump into season one because I never watched this one. <laughs> um, let's go ahead. Naked Now. Um, I love that one. Except it's it's the most derivative because it's exactly like an episode but of I Next Generation. But I love that about it. Like, it an was episode so of Next Generation called it. The Naked Time. But that's what it's like it made and it makes the correlation. Like if it didn't make the correlation, I would agree. They even go, yes, this is very much like something that happened on the original. Ep- yeah. And I thought that was really cool. So for me, because I loved that episode on the on the original series, then when I saw it on Next Generation, it was like, oh, my gosh, it was really awesome. Yeah. And for me, it was, you know, it was a little silly. It was already a little. Wesley takes over the ship by the second episode. You know, just <laughs> sort of. Sort of. And again, I don't want to slam Will Wheaton. As a matter of fact, Will Wheaton uh, is the most awesome guy on the Internet. Um, he was the fir- one of the first celebrity bloggers. He even has. Um, I feel like you've told me this. He, I, I, oh, I just discovered today he has a podcast where he goes episode by episode through season one and talks about how much he hates them and about his experience really? on them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he says he hates them, but I know that he is not always kind, especially to Wesley Crusher. Um, wow I dig that guy he's really cool yeah no he seems like he's cool um uh okay code of honor lieutenant Yar is abducted by the leader of of uh I want to say a a, ter- a, a terribly stereotypical African people but she is she is abducted by a leader of a people who abide in a strict code of honor which requires her participation in a fight to the death um Again, a stupid episode, but made better by good performances. I like Lieutenant Yar. I love her. I like Lieutenant Yar a lot, and I like what she does in this episode. and And I will give it a pass for its for its sort of being semi racist. It is the mid eighties. Eighties. It is not. You know, is it, there's a, there's a different sensibility at the time, and I can I can give it because it was made in the eighties. It's different than what would be made now. It's a little less sensitive, a little more like clearly white people writing for different black people and <laughs> and well it's how look watch the episode i mean no, they got, no. i mean they're like beating drums wearing african garb and making her <laughs> fight to the death i mean it's, it was because that's what all african americans yeah and, do well not african americans this is africans like africans. Uh, 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 not, not africans but <laughs> africans but, which is which is the language of south africa yes um but uh but you know again i can forgive it it's near racism because it is the 80s and you can't you can't judge a, a, a piece that was made you know 25 years ago by because it was 25 24 years but they're ago. aliens yeah but they're but still i mean if just say they're aliens they're right, not anything and, else and skids and mud flap and transformers 2 were just transformers they were no they weren't 
there, there's the stereotype. Tra- Transformers with gold teeth who can't read, who turn into ice cream trucks. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Michael Bay. Those were racist characters. I will come out and say it, and that's fine. You you made up for it. You 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 the, don't say that man made up for anything. He needs to be stopped. Oh, he's stop. <laughs> he's stopping. I thought Transformers Three was fine, but okay, you would. Um, do you see Captain America? No, I totally want to see it. It's really pretty bad. good. It's pretty good. Well, real quick, what you think of Harry Potter Seven Two? Have we talked about this? We talked about it a little okay, bit. Okay, okay, good. Um, I liked it. None but, of you get to know what I think, though. <laughs> but if you want to know what I think, you can listen to the Harry Potter podcast going right now. Um, on Popoff, com, And Kelly and I are going through a nine podcast series, much to her chagrin. And we're <laughs> like, let's go podcast. She's like, let's watch TV. I'm like, no, let's podcast. Um, <laughs> She's like, or we can watch but TV. Then, but, then, but then we start doing this and she loves it. But like getting her to come down and, and, and get actually on the mic. do it is different. Yeah, because it's her house. You know, it's like this is her relaxing place. Her relaxing place. You know, I, like I don't have a relaxing place. This is where I make the movies and stuff. So it's, so easy it's for always me. your worky place. I'm always in working mode. Yeah, which is I've never not that. working. Um, the last outpost: an unknown force immobilizes the Enterprise during the Federation's first encounter with a new alien threat, the Ferengi. Um, See, new alien threat. <laughs> it's the it's the word "new" that gets me right now. <laughs> I dug this episode. I dug this episode because there was a trap. There was something to work out. It was Picard using his brain, um, and the Ferengi were interesting. Although they were, they're not what they would become. No, they're very barbaric. The Ferengi, I forget which African language it is, but it's actually um, the an-African country's word for white men. Oh, that's right. You told me that, and I thought it was really cool. And and, and I still think it's really cool. And it was um, sort of Gene Roddenberry's assessment of how we will seem to people in the future. Yeah. That we are warlike and barbaric and, you know... the Ferengi change pretty darn rapidly because these aggressive Ferengi with their laser whips. And but not that for, rapidly. I would say pretty rapidly. I would say that they... Because they get, it's not till Deep Space Nine that they become... Uh-uh. Or is no. it by the end of the series? I, f- I forget. No, I'd say by season... Like by their third appearance on Next Gen, they're, they're funny little characters. Hmm. So, but it's... Look, it's, it's a great... Uh, a great introduction. Armin Shimmerman plays the main Ferengi in that episode. Shimmerman. I love him. Um, and he's awesome. So he's yeah. full of awesome. He's fabricated from awesome. So again, I wouldn't say a great episode, but populated by great things. And I think that's the thing about this this I season. I liked it. What was not great about it? Because it's not a great episode. It's not. It's, it's a good episode. It's not terrible. Okay, where no one has gone before. Um, warp effi- warp efficiencies uh, tests send the Enterprise traveling far beyond known space. The crew's imagination takes on real form. First appearance of Eric Miniak is the Traveler. Oh, the Traveler. I like the Traveler. Yeah. Um, He's cool. He's there, so zen. There used to be a, <laughs> there used to be a trailer for um, Next Generation uh, when it was on TV, and they'd show Captain Picard opening the doors of a uh, of a turbo lift and opening it up into space. Like he's about to fall down into space because that's his nightmares, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I dug this. This is an episode that I really dug, um, so I will give that. Uh, I will give that. That's a that's a great episode. Wow, um, it's high praise coming from you. It's still next gen. Look, I think this is the. It's in that <laughs> episode where it's it's interesting that they call it the um they they call it uh an episode the same name as an episode of of the original series almost. Instead of no no man has come before, it's where no one has come before, you know, um, and yet it's the episode where this finds its own uh, 
it, it finds its own uh, place. Um, next one, Lonely Among Us, an alien entity, entity possesses Dr. Crusher, Worf, and Picard while the Enterprise is transporting delegates from two feuding pallet planets. I barely remember this episode. I'm looking at it real, real quick, trying to get a better synopsis of it because I don't remember this. Yeah, Do you know? it's not ringing a bell. Um, doo-doo-doo. Uh, the reptilian Soleil and the canine Anticam with the ship encounters a strange energy cloud. Unseen by the crew, Worf is zapped with strange energy as the ship passes the cloud, causing him to become violent. Dr. Crusher sedates Worf and brings him to sickbay. She's also infused with the same energy as she examines his body. Dr. Crusher begins to act oddly to those around her when she questions Data. Um, I don't know this at all. Wait, is it is it moving from body to body? I think I might remember this one. Kind that was happening. It starts off in Worf, and then because Crusher treats him, it jumps to Crusher because Worf is is laid out. Maybe and then it transfers from Crusher to um to Data because he's a better. No, I don't he's a better it, vehicle. No, it's not Data. Data doesn't. I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, Justice. Now this is an episode. Okay. So we're just not even going to talk about it because you're like I don't remember, I don't, so it's not good. Well, I I could spend 20 minutes reading up on it, but I don't like it. <laughs> there are other things to hit. Justice. Now here is an episode that's done in by its shitty production values because on paper it's written so well. Essentially, the concept of the uh, I'm not even reading this one because I remember this one. Uh, they go. So this is going to be a 10 minutes. They, they go to a world that's almost like Risa. That's perfect, and what Wesley is playing basically ball. Mm. And the ball, he essentially steps on the grass that he's not supposed to step on. Like just arbitrarily. Like yeah. He was just like, don't don't step on that grass. That's the, like and no the, reason. And the idea is there's this planet with no crime and no police force and no anything. Because everything uh, is a death sentence. Yeah. And everything is a death sentence. And 99% of the time you commit a crime, you wouldn't get caught. But if you happen to be in the wrong section at the, the wrong, wrong time, time and commit die. a crime, you get sentenced to death. Wes- Wesley Crusher gets caught doing it. And there is a godlike thing in the sky that is enforcing this planet's laws. Um, that is... And it's, you know, it's very taut because, you know, they're like, well, we're sorry, but, like, we didn't know, you know, because it's not like he knew. Yeah. He didn't do it purposefully. And it, but apparently that doesn't matter. And Well, it, it, then, it, first of all, let's, the production values are terrible. Everybody's dressed in, like, white, like, they're all towels. No, remember, they're all, like, scantily clad. Like, everybody yeah. is, like, super hot. Um, like it's all like while he's playing with the kids or whatever, everybody else is like getting some. It's overtly sexual. Oh and, yeah, and it seems forced, and that stuff doesn't work. But what does work for me is it's the first, in my opinion, true morality play of Next Gen, where Next Gen says, "Hey, what do you think about this?" I mean, is it's it, the first time they've really got to deal with what, what the Prime were, Directive says they should do, and then well, I'm how taking, I'm taking a step further to go, would it be worth it? To have the world be like that. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's a, it's the first, like, what Star Trek always did best is ask those questions that would be difficult to ask on a on a CSI. Sure. The questions that you can't just ask in a normal drama. You go, okay, let's make a planet where, let's make a world where it is the death sentence to commit any crime. Now, it's terribly unfair to the people who commit little tiny minor crimes, but you would eventually have Then a no world. one would commit any crimes eventually there would because be no, it wouldn't yeah. be worth it. Nothing would be worth it. It would yeah. never be worth it because your life, you know. Yeah. And so so is it worth it to have a police state in order to have total safety? These people seemed happy. Oh, yeah. Blissful. These people seemed entirely happy because the state controlled their. Their everything. Yeah. Like they, all, all they did literally with their time was like 
just yeah, enjoy themselves. Enjoy themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like like the it, world. Like, it was the pursuit of go play and be married. Just don't fuck up. Yeah, like that was what it was. And they were like, oh, okay. Well, then we won't fuck up and we'll just have a great time. And and I, you know, I, a friend of mine has a has a theory that I totally disagree with that says if we all carried guns, there'd be less crime. The idea that if we all carried guns, nobody would start fights with anyone. Nobody would would be rude. Well, the to thing anyone. is, is about stuff like that. Like with with this, with everybody having guns. With every crime being a death sentence, there's some truth to it, but it would take time. So yeah. for a time, what would happen is a lot of motherfuckers would get killed. Yeah. Like, and eventually it would balance out because people would get it. You know what I mean? But like, it wouldn't be an an immediate thing, which is why, which is really the reason we can never do stuff like this. Like, because even if this utopia would be a great place, nobody wants to pay the price to get there, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, oh, I could live that way. That's cool. But I'm one of few. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, not everybody would be like, oh, okay, and just, like, flip a switch and be like, all right. So, like, scores and scores of people would just die. Yeah. But then everything... But then would, everything would probably be cool. And we'd all wear napkins. And, we, and, and we'd all wear, you know, like, nothing. We'd all be physically fit um, and I, super hot. And I like, just think I think that it's it's just an interesting... It's the first episode of, of Next Gen where you go, huh, that makes me think about the world and life and... And the best of next gen makes you do that. Uh, the next episode, the battle. Well, what I like about that episode oh, is actually the the end. Like, because I mean, it's it's really clear what they're supposed to do, you know. And Picard is has you know even by this point been established as, if nothing else, he follows the fucking rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not at this he's point. He's no Kirk. Character. Yeah, he's no Kirk. By the you know end, what of I mean? the, by the end of the series, by it's a little know. bit different. He grows, but I'm saying, but like by this point, it's been established that he ain't no Kirk. He's not just like willy nilly. Prime Directive is his bitch, and he'll do whatever he wants. So making this decision and being like, listen, I can't let you kill this kid. Like, yeah, it's not going to be all right. Like he didn't know he was making he was doing something yeah. wrong. We're sorry. It won't happen again. You doesn't know, matter. But it doesn't matter. So he ultimately is like. Sorry, guys. Peace out, and and doesn't let them, doesn't let them kill him. Yeah, but there's a certain element of making a, an agreement with the god thing, and you know. So okay, um, the battle. Oh, another great episode. A Ferengi captain returns to the abandoned stargazer to its former captain Jean-Luc Picard. Picard, who experiences severe headaches, begins to relive the oh, Battle of yeah. Maxia, in which he lost the ship. Guest star Lee Ehrenberg is Damon Bach. Um. A fun episode, although not my favorite episode. There's a follow-up episode to this that I enjoy even a little more um, later in the series. But uh, ultimately, I think that that one, you get the stargazer, you get Picard's past, yeah. You get, um, and we know, get a, like an incident in his past that he's not necessarily that proud of himself. Yeah, about. exactly. That he's not that he's not you know always you know on the up and up guy. So I, I I do like that episode. Um, I'm not certain what the follow up episode is off the top of my head that you're talking about with uh, with this Ferengi and and I don't know if this is the time when the Ferengi are um, non warlike because I don't know if they're well, all about not, acquisition a, yet. Well, I don't. Here's know. here's the thing. They even from the beginning they were from about profit. But the interesting thing is that Damon Bach is eventually relieved of command by his second in command because what he was doing was not profitable. Mm hmm. Um, so, I mean, it just, I enjoy it because it gives you insight to Picard. It shows you Picard's, um, failing in the past. (laughs) Um, his daemon. Um, but it also, it also does something that you would be uncomfortable with, um, 
in the original series. It goes. It, it's another level that the original series would be sort of afraid to touch, which is when you destroy another starship, there are people on that starship. There are people on the starship. Those people have families, and those families are going to be terribly unhappy about what happened to their people on that starship. And I love the idea that Picard was in a situation on a military vessel where they felt they were being attacked, that he legitimately defended himself and killed Damon Bach's son. But Damon Bach is just a dad mm-hmm. who lost his son to this guy. Yeah. And he's out to get, and it's just, it's an interesting, you don't want to go there on the original series. You don't want to go, you want to feel like when the other ship is attacking, they're the bad guys. We're going to blow them up. And it's, it's. Oh, I guess I see what you're saying because you you can sort of sympathize with yeah the, you know the you, villain of the piece so to yeah speak. yeah and it's it's like all of a sudden you go whoa every time we blow up a ship we got to keep in mind that there are people on that ship even yeah, the bad guys even the bad guys and they've got families too and that doesn't make it okay to just fucking kill them all yeah and it's it's just and in this case Picard was right in killing them all but there is still a bad side to that and I love well, yeah because the thing is if you, you what you have to consider is even if you you kill them all right like let's say you kill you destroy a ship you know that's, well it's that's, the old conversation from clerks right you know it's, it's attacking you but like there might be a cook on that ship that well, is you've it. seen clerks right you know the movie yeah, clerks. Yeah, I've seen clerks they have the whole conversation about the death star about how how that the the original death star they don't have a problem with getting blown up because that's a military installation but that the return of the jedi death star is, oh, uh, yeah, there's just like, you know, random servants and yeah. contractors. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not built yet. So <laughs> a military. So those jokers have nothing. They yeah. don't have anything to do with what's going on. A military organization <laughs> couldn't put together a, a ship. You would have to hire independent contractors to do it. <laughs> so like you're just killing, you know, poor Joe. Yeah. Because he needed a job. <laughs> like um, not because he believes in the ideals of what's going on there. Episode 10, Hide and Q. Q returns to the Enterprise to tempt Commander Riker into joining the Q continuum with the lure of Q's powers. Yeah. Um, 75% awesome, 25% shit. Why 25% shit? Because they... Other than it's really ridiculous when Wesley's made into a man. Um, The (laughs) planet that they're on (laughs) is so clearly a soundstage with a scrim in the background. Um, See that stuff does not bother me. It bothers me to the point where it bothers me because it's a little original series for me. It's a little like suspend the disbelief. And by the by the end of next gen, especially by the by DS nine, you don't have to suspend disbelief anymore. They really do a good, a great, great. But job. I don't mind suspending the disbelief. I'm I, there for the stories. That I, the I, stuff does not bother. But me. But also the pig people, the pig people in Napoleon uniforms. The wow, I should maybe turn my head when I say this. So I don't go the pig people and pig people. The pig people in in <laughs> Napoleon uniforms um, are a bit silly too, um, and and but like why pig people? Yeah, but on the other hand, uh, Picard's quoting Shakespeare to Q is brilliant. Uh, Tasha Yarn, the pen- penalty box is awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, uh, they and then Riker's ultimate like sort of downfall, and then recognize recognition of his own downfall, and him going. Going, I'm so stupid. Because going, damn right, you know. <laughs> and and what I don't understand, I guess, is like I, I the the, the way I always felt about the end of that episode, though, yeah. is like, why is what he was doing for the people so bad? Like everybody was like all, you know, no, don't give me anything that I want. Like, and it was just it was it seemed very weird that the people price, would behave that way. The like, price what wasn't is worth the price? it. What's the price? The price is that you're you're acquiescing to Q. That Riker ha- so? Riker has to become a Q, and already he's become a dick, and he's becoming, he's becoming, you know, his transition to again. I understand they have to fit it in forty six minutes, 
but his transition to calling Picard Jean-Luc is just know. it's so quick that it is yeah. a little bit silly but the idea is that we don't accept these gifts we have to accept ourselves as we don't want it handed to us that our struggles are our struggles and we don't want the solution handed to us why is that so bad I was just saying I don't see why that's so bad like I like those those commercials with the easy button yeah like I would use a fucking easy button I'm just yeah, saying but, but that's like, the thing so so would Riker but but I guess what I'm saying is I don't necessarily see why the correlation between using the easy button means that you become a dick. Um, because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's Orwellian. That doesn't make it true. I know, but it's Orwellian, and it's it's the the writers wrote this show, and clearly they're fans of George <laughs> Orwell. Um, uh, moving on, Haven Luxana Troy visits her daughter counselor Troy and prepares. Can we just say before you finish, even uh, Luxana Troy, I love her. Yeah, let's say this: <laughs> I, that woman fucking rocks. I dislike this episode in many many ways. Although, and I want to make sure that I'm correct, it has. Um, uh, is this the one where they have the fish people? The fish people. Yeah, the fish people are the other, um, the other uh, diplomats. Um, oh, I don't remember. You know, Shit. the the fish people are on the on the ship that they you know like they look like fish. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, <laughs> no. I think that's shut like, your fucking mouth. Anyway, the fish the, people look like fish. One of those guys <laughs> is Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac because he was really? a fan of the show. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, um, so wait, you never finished the, I don't love, I don't love the the synopsis. I don't love the episode, but I like, uh, was there something going on other than mom visiting mom visiting because she's going to do an arranged marriage and then she doesn't want to get married. They do it a few times. Um, (laughs) uh, but because she's like, this is our attractive female. So I love Luaxana Troy. Um, adore her. Um, more than I love her episodes, to be honest. Most of the time, I don't dig her episodes, but I love her as a character. I actually love her on DS9. Oh, yeah. No, she's fantastic um, on DS9. And she's really good in the end of Next Gen. And I like I like her when she's not the focus of the show. Um, and in this case, it was so much Luxana. Um, I will say this. Everybody, including Patrick Stewart, didn't quite seem to know their characters the first time they played them. Luxana Troy, however. Oh, she knew it straight she up. She comes in owning it. Yeah, she comes she in. She owns the room. Um, interesting to hear her talk to the Enterprise computer. Yeah. Um, oh, because yeah. Because she is the Enterprise, the Enterprise Major computer. Barrett is, is the <laughs> um, good old Major Barrett. Uh, good old died Major Barrett. It makes me sad. It is sad. Um, but she did uh, do a tiny bit of voice work in the new Star Trek movie. Um, when Kirk's, uh, um, when Chris Pine's uh, shuttle is on the ice moon of Vulcan, mm-hmm. where he makes. A, when he climbs out of the shuttle, the like the the computer voice like right around that time, is Major Bear. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, she did work on the new Star Trek movie, which I like. Yeah, I love that because I I love her and 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 I love when like because hey, quick side note, there is an ongoing petition right now to get uh, Marina Sirtis to be the voice of the Enterprise computer. I like that. I, I like that too. I think there's because it's some a continuity no- to that. It's a nod to Loxana, mm-hmm. and also her voice, the timber of her voice. I think is, would is work. yeah, I think it would work well. Yeah. So if you're out there, um, after yeah, you, well, how do we vote on this? After <laughs> after you're done liking uh, liking us on Facebook <laughs> and and rating us on iTunes and subscribing to us, don't just listen to the episode, but subscribe and telling all your friends on Facebook to listen. Um, then you can take the time to Google. <laughs> then uh, what you do is Marina Sirtis, uh, <laughs> Marina Sirtis computer voice, 
and I'm sure you'll find a number of ways that you can let the powers that be know that that's what you want. Um, that's pretty cool. I like that because it's it, especially and, and, because and what I liked the, about her being the voice of the computer on the show, like initially Major Barrett. And why the hell not? Right. I mean, why the why the hell not? Have, I mean, who does it matter? Why does it matter who's on there? Why say no to that? You know, if you're if you're J.J. Abrams, I don't know. If you're J.J. Abrams, there's no reason. It's just a computer voice. Why not do it? Fans want it. They'll dig it. They'll talk about it. Why not do it? Like, seriously, does it destroy your vision? <laughs> uh, Marina Sirtis is the voice. No, that's that's not my vision. I don't. I can't, I can't possibly see her in that. I, just, I, I don't think that her voice. I generates, can't hear her in that. <laughs> I don't think her voice generates enough lens flare. <laughs> um, uh, the big goodbye. A computer malfunction traps Picard, Dana, and Beverly in a Dixon Hills story do- holodeck program set in the early. T- uh, okay. It's your first major holodeck uh, episode. Um, and you have to give it props for that. That um, <coughs> they're establishing the holodeck is not just a place where you can create holographic people to fight and places to to train, but it's a recreational room where people can go to live out their fantasies. And it's the first episode, you really get a sense that that's the case. And for that alone, I will accept it. And also, I can accept it because like, I will accept it. You're it, so magnanimous. It is never. I will let that episode be. It will, and, and also, <laughs> it's not tired at this point. By the time, the fact that like those it, episodes are fun to me. Like they, they are don't fun. bother me. But listen, if your car radio continually took over your car and tried to kill you, <laughs> Christine, he never wanted to get rid of that car. I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying the car. I'm not saying get rid of the Enterprise, but it's the it's. It's like the TV. If your TV continually took over your living room and tried to kill you, you would stop using the TV. You'd go, okay, you know what? The TV's fun. But like every six weeks or so, I'm watching a program. The program thinks it's alive and tries to kill me. <laughs> it's not every six weeks. It's like every six weeks. That's not true. Let's see if it happens again this season. I don't think it happens again. I don't it's think a, it happens. It's at least once a season. But that's not every six weeks. I know. Because there's a lot of time that passes between episodes. Like there's all this shit that we don't see. So there's all of these days. And I mean days. Whole days. Lots of them. Probably every day. Where some joker is using the hollow sweep because they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get in the hollow deck. Listen to you. Listen to you, DS9 fan. Fuck <laughs> you. Calling it not a holodeck, but a holosuite. Whatever. Fuck holodeck, holosuite, holos something. Fuck you, motherfucker. Why would you. <laughs> yeah, because I've been such a staunch. Just to, I hate suddenly, DS9. Fuck DS9. Suddenly, fuck it in the ass. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly Justin starts cursing. <laughs> Doesn't know how. Just starts going, bitch. <laughs> Shit, cunt. Fuck. I don't know how to do oh, this. Oh, that's just because you wanted to say the C word on the air. That's what's the happening. The C right word? Now. Yeah. That, Oh, that, you see, I I wrote the c word into my movie, and then uh. I and then I said how it was the one word that was unacceptable. Do you know in Britain it's okay though? I know you told me we it's, talked it's about fantastic. that. Yeah. And we we do, love it in Britain. And we <laughs> talked about fucking fact too, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Wow, we're gonna run out of side notes. I don't know if that was a side note that everybody heard though. I think that was a side note. Was just it? me on a couch? I, it's hard to tell. Though. <laughs> I, know, like, yeah. I don't know what we've talked oh, about. No. We have it. Public displays of affection on Facebook. What? 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 <laughs> we talked um, about that off mic. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh. Okay. So all I was saying though is holodeck, holosuite, whatever you want to call it. Jokers use it every day. Bunches of them. It's a big fucking ship. Okay. And it doesn't go wrong. Okay. All right. Let me let let me put it this way. I guess really what it is is if you are a command position, you shouldn't use the holodeck because then it's gonna well, how be about fucked this? up. How about this? Like like once a year or so. 
um, my cable goes out and I have my home phone over my cable and I don't have my home phone service for a little while and I keep going fucking Comcast. I'm uh-huh. ready to quit. But you don't. But if my cable moment tried to kill me, <laughs> even once a year. <laughs> anytime. So that's pretty much just. See, I know. So, what, so really what this is, is that you're a pussy. So right. anytime something tries to kill you, right. first time you're done. You're, you know you're like, that's it. I'm not doing anything with you anymore. Whatever you are that just tried to kill me. You're right, Alexia. <laughs> that is absolutely an unreasonable position to take. See, they're so motherfucking hardcore that they don't give a shit. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we'll play this game. They're like, oh, I'll play all fucking day, man. I don't give a fuck. Let's play tarot cards and Jumanji together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, moving on to, okay, here is a fun, fun episode, Data Lore. Um, the introduction of lore. Brent Spiner playing a different character who is actually more like Brent Spiner acts in real life. Really? Um, oh yes, he's very cocky. Hello, I'm Brent Spiner. Blah, 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 blah. He's, he's essentially being Brent Spiner there. Brent Spiner is not Data. He is much more lore. Um, a fun episode, a great opportunity for Brent Spiner to show lore absolutely scares you. Data absolutely yeah. you trust. Yeah. Um, you a lot you love of data. You learn the 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 backstory. Of, it's it's a taught episode. The beginning of the crystalline entity is in that episode, which you meet later. Just a, a strong, strong, strong episode. I would like to know by this point, how far are we into the season? We are on episode 13. Okay, so we're on the 13th episode. And, and of all the episodes, there have been maybe two where you were like, meh, 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 meh. Hold on, wait, let's see. Encounter Four Point, I said uh, that I liked for Nostalgia Naked Gow. Now I didn't like Code of Honor, I said was okay. Last, uh, last Outpost, I said was okay. Where No One Was Gone Before, I said was good. I didn't like Lonely Among Us. I really liked Justice. I kind of liked the battle. Um, I thought 75% of Hide and Q was good. I didn't like Haven. I didn't like the good Big Goodbye. And I really liked Data Lore. And for a season that I slag. There were four out of there that you said you didn't like. Yeah. And, that you and, were like, I don't like this. And 10 that I like. It's still next gen. Dude, it's still Star Trek. I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you talk about fucking season one. I mean, I'll never yeah. pick season one. But, like, but I just... won't. If we go to season three, I'm going to go, or season four, I'm going to go, like it, like it, like it, like it, like it, like it, love it, like it, love it, like it, love it. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be like a little song. Like it, love it, like it, love it. I could write a rap about it. I do have one problem with data lore. Oh, here there comes. is a problem. There's always a problem, right? How do they recognize lore? How does Wesley Crusher recognize lore? Lore you, does something that Data can't. Oh, I forget what he does. He uses contraction. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. At the end of the episode, they ask Data if he's okay, and he goes, I'm fine, sir. In the episode. Bullshit. At the end of the episode. Bullshit. Nope. Not bullshit. Look it up. Watch, you look it up. Watch the end of the episode. Show me. Do it now. YouTube that shit. You want me, to, pa- want me to pause recording and then <laughs> find it on my... Okay, we're pausing recording. We'll be right back. Oh, I'll be right back. Ready? Here we go. Now that Wesley's safe, go to sick band once. Okay, here we go. Captain, the crystal thing has begun to move All right, away. so Riker's talking to him. La, la, la. Crystal entity's moving away. Here we go. Data walks up. Walks up to the captain. And... Yes, sir. I'm fine. 
Oh. Whoa! Fail, Data. Epic fail. Data. Why did you crush this for me? I was happy. I liked that episode. I thought it was good and shit. It was good, but like... And I didn't even think about some fucking shit like that. And the thing is, though, that it's not like he's... Okay, Data, there are plenty of inconsistencies in characters and mistakes they make as a TV show, but... In the episode where they make a big deal, they about make a it, big yeah. deal about like it. Like somebody should have been with, had their fucking red pen out, yeah, and been like super on that shit. But I feel like <laughs> I feel like maybe the producers didn't realize they were working on a Star Trek show, and the fact that <laughs> we'd be here twenty four years later, going, going, did you believe that shit? Did, did, that? did you hear what he said? He said I'm fine. He's oh. the fucking contraction. <laughs> one one zero zero one zero zero one, uh, episode fifteen. Essentially. Uh, Riker and Picard remain on the Enterprise when the Enterprise is undergoing a refit, and oh uh, right, the with the binars, little, with the binars. Um, look, I'm not going to say an astounding episode or, or um, an overwhelming episode, but I do dig. It was good. I do like Minuet, the character in the holodeck that Riker falls she in love with. Um, but I don't know if I would ever remember this episode if not for the episode where they mention Minuet later. Um, really. Uh, this yeah. is always the the episode I remember Minuet from. Well, she's barely in the other episode. It's the other episode where where Riker it wakes up to find himself in the past and he was married to Minuet. Yeah, oh, see that that I don't, I don't I don't Sorry. really recall that episode as much. I um, I recall this one a lot where you know she's distracting him or whatever. Um, and then he goes back and he's like, "Give me Minuet or whatever," and like. Yeah, nope. but what what's Jane the line? What's, a, what's a beautiful one you like you doing in a computer generated gin joint? Yeah, like this? I love that. That's a line. great line. Um, episode, that would work on any woman, FYI. That's <laughs> not, not true. Re- really? It would. It would work on me. Uh, <laughs> I can't really speak for other women, I suppose. But walk, it would into totally an, work walk into an actual bar, like in the middle of Virginia, and go, go. Hey, what's a, what's a beautiful woman like you doing a computer generated gin joint like that? This? Would absolutely get me. Because no because you would get that it was a Star Trek reference, but everyone else a computer what? It, that's what I'm, I'm telling you. That to me equals hot. If a dude walked up to me in a bar and said that shit, I would be like, "Let's go." <laughs> you're not saying you cheat, but you're not saying. You're <laughs> I'm just. If I wasn't married, obviously, uh, I'm just okay. saying, right. like that would that would have got me. <laughs> Star Trek getting people laid. That is that that is really the opposite of what the of, of the opposite of normally of what it's it's used for, I suppose. <laughs> although, although I think that's a that's an unfair stereotype, but. Um, yeah, it is. I think a lot of bitches would fall for that line. I'm just saying. Too short a season. The Enterprise transports legendary geriatric admiral who mo- once again must negotiate a hostage situation involving a man from decades earlier in her career. <gasps> this is the one with the cute guy. I love this the guy. The admiral is mysteriously he was in, growing he was younger. In, he was in uh, um, just one of the guys. Yeah, yeah, that's who it is. And he kind of has like the pocked face a little bit, like uh, a little bit like Edward James almost. He's got like a little bit of acne scars. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. He's, I think so. He's immaculate. He's hot. Is he? Yeah. He's super hot. He's oh, the guy think, from just one of the guys. I'm thinking of someone Remember else. when she I'm, shows her titties at the end? I'm thinking of someone guy. else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It's and I remember when I saw the episode, I was like, oh my God, it's that guy. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy him like beating up Riker and Worf with his, his, his like telekinetic energy that he has and absorbing their powers and becoming strong. It was neat. And again, it talks about um, it. it Wait a minute. I'm thinking of a different no, one. No, I'm thinking about a different. No, this is the one where he's growing younger. Yeah. Okay. So you're thinking I'm right and you're wrong. Ha. No, 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 no! I'm right. You're wrong. What? One of us is right. Anyway, <laughs> wait. Which one of us is right? It's important. Anyway, I do. I do. <laughs> it is really fucking important. I'm just gonna move forward. When the bow breaks, episode 17, a, pl- a planet formerly existing only in legend. Wait, you didn't even say if you liked that episode. Close, liked it. Um, 
uncloaks and requests help from the Enterprise. Their cloaking causes sterility, and they Say want to that ad- five times fast. They want to adopt children from the Enterprise by force if necessary. So they, they oh, that's one where, where they steal all the kids. They kids, we- they kidnap Wesley and the rest of the kids, and then Wesley forms a revolution, and a rebellion, and and they're like they revolt and shit. It's okay. I mean, again, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. It's a good one. Why is it only okay? I mean, it's because they it, can't all be great. They can't all be. Well, they, yeah, I beg to differ. They all can be it's fucking like, great. It's like when You're we did wrong. A, it's like when we did the the sex episode. You didn't give anyone a fuck factor of less than eight. Because they're all highly fuckable. Okay. You want to know why? I will tell you why. Because they're on fucking Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> episode eighteen, home soil. The crew of the Enterprise discovers a crystalline life force, life form with murderous intelligence that has been killing. Is this the a sun- different crystalline life form? Um, or is it the same one from before? Is it the crystalline entity? The crystalline entity is in Data Lore. I don't know this at all. Um, it's not this. It's not the crystalline entity. It's some. It's another crystalline. No, 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 no. It's the. It's um. They discover that they're uh they're mining with lasers. Oh right, 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 right. And then they they find the thing, and then it and grows, they've been killing. and and they've been yeah. killing, and they didn't know because they didn't know it was intelligent because it's silicon based, right? Yes. Um. Uh, As opposed to a carbon based life form like us. Exactly. Um. And so they they discover that. Um, oh, that's right. This is the one where the the. They try to like. I think Data almost gets killed or whatever. Like he gets locked in the room with like the big firing cannons and shit, and they lasers yeah. or whatever. Well, I mean, ultimately the idea is that they've been they've been using this stuff for fuel, knowing that it was alive. That they were actually well, the people. Been yeah, the people doing the survey. Yeah. The the dudes down there. The, the the dudes and there was one chick, but the chick suspected. But I what what I I guess I enjoy about that is the idea that that we would as a people I think sort of sort of like th- there are people no it wasn't like they all knew knew they had a suspicion they, they that something suspicion. was up but but they they never would they weren't willing to open their minds to accept that yeah, there could yet, be a life form that and, they didn't understand and yet they were willing to decimate a population. Yeah, and like, and that is, but that, I don't think any of them did it willingly. I don't recall that being the case. So that seems they weren't they weren't willingly committing murder, but they were just sort of turning. They, their, they were turning a blind eye to problems because they didn't yeah. want to face the fact that something could be wrong. Um, coming of age episode nineteen. While Wesley takes the Starfleet Academy entrance exam, the senior staff of the Enterprise are placed under investigation by Starfleet. Um, so the interesting thing about this is that what they're Trying to find out about uh, the Enterprise, I believe, if I'm rem- if I'm remembering correctly, is that um, they're seeing if Riker um, is good to be a captain. Am I correct? I don't remember. I um, mean, I I don't. I mean, I recall. I think what I mostly recall is, is Wesley taking his test. Well, I I specifically remember Wesley in engineering, thinking that people were dying. Thinking that people were dying. Yeah, where where his test was that like the engineer engineering was blowing up and he thought it was real, and he had decide who he had to decide who lives and who dies to save the Enterprise. Oh wow! And that was part of his uh, part of his testing. Yeah, um, I remember the weird alien that he was buying with her. Is that a different episode? Um, no, that's the the shape changing shape changing alien. No, 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 no. It's like a dude who's like got breathing apparatus or something because he doesn't really breathe our air. Oh, this also has an interesting thing though that is worth noting that they're they're talking about um, Picard leaving the Enterprise and coming to teach at Starfleet Academy, but specifically that there is this unseen force that is infiltrating Starfleet. It's the first time they mention it. It's the first time they're trying to have an ongoing thing thing and there's an unseen un, you know a force that's infiltrating starfleet that's going to destroy starfleet you better go stop it <laughs> um, 
Heart of uh, Glory, uh, Fugitive Klingon Seeking Battle. Did you like this episode? Did, you uh, did I like it? I Did you? I, I think so. I'm not certain I know which episode it is. Heart of Glory, Fugitive Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly you remember. I not. was fine. No, it's, it was an okay episode. Fugitive Klingon Seeking Battle attempt to hijack the Enterprise and ask Worf to join them. Um, Scandalous. Liked it. Yeah. Um, really I do I, I like I tend to like Klingon episodes personally because they're such an interesting you know alien race that they've come up with well and you, this is the first time you really get to to meet Klingons not Worf as a Klingon right but the, the Klingons, Klingons of the 24th century yeah Klingon um, Klingons not you know Klingon raised by humans Klingon um, and it's it's Klingons uh, it's it's Klingons who want to be the Klingons from the original series still. Yeah. They don't want to be the now the the, the peaceful the, not peaceful, but, not pe- but they're political they're, and they're, they're yeah. Yeah, they're they're because this is after we're theoretically Yeah. At peace with the Klingons, correct? I mean Correct. Okay. So um, that's what I mean by peaceful. Obviously they're not a peaceful for race. for that reason, for that reason I dig it. It's an okay episode. Um but for the again, these a lot of these episodes are great for what they introduce and it's it's done better later but it's hard to it's, it's hard, hard to yeah it's hard to come out of the gate though it's hard to judge these episodes on their own because it, i will compare it to 20 other king klingon episodes that are better the frangi episodes i complain to i'll compare it to 20 other frangi episodes that are better the holodeck episode I'll right but that's be- the reason that they're better is because it builds exactly like, so, so th- you can't it's not fair well, to go back and be like okay that's exactly what i'm saying that's exactly what i'm saying is that is that i i don't want to unfairly judge these episodes i don't watch them because if i want to watch a great klingon episode there are others that are better but I do appreciate the episodes for they did it first, and I dig what they've done. Um, and I and for that reason, that's why I said I'll watch this for nostalgia reasons, because it's fun to see where the Klingon started. But th- but uh, was it, what I'm saying is is that's I don't feel like that's entirely accurate because if you had if you didn't know what you know about the Klingons now, if you didn't have all but of I your do. Klingon knowledge, but I do. I understand that, but someone else who you know hasn't for the first time. Yeah, if you're watching for the first like, time. Don't listen to this podcast if you're watching the first time. Go watch them. We're going to spoil the rest of them. Come on. Stupid. You're so dumb. I should pee on you. Wow. Alexia is peeing on me. Ah, it's in my eye. Oh, it's in my mouth. Why do you always take oh. it someplace really disgusting? I don't always, just often. I would like to submit. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, um. What I was trying to say sorry. before you were being pissy. I'm sorry. This is definitely pissy part two. This is not pissy it's at all. Pissy part two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you. Um, what I'm saying is like, not ev- people even who watched the show like didn't ne- like didn't necessarily see every single one. Yeah. Like you may have liked it and not, and so you might have knowledge of the Klingons, but like you would, I think. Going back and watching that show and realizing it's the first time you're yeah, there's interacting no, look, with the Klingons, I think wrong you would be a good she would yeah. be a good show for you. Some That's of these, some of these, the ones that I am saying that I kind of like, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that you know I need to save. I can't give them all A's because they're eight, like there are A's to be given later, and I'm grading on so a curve. You're grading on a curve. As well I'm grading on a curve. Yeah. Well, um, I don't grade on a curve. The fucking shit is good. All right. Episode 21, the arsenal of freedom trapped on the surface of an abandoned planet. An away team becomes the unwitting participants in a demonstration of an advanced weapons system. It's fine. It has a subway ghost from Ghost. Hey, we'll sell you weapons. Weapons are fun. And then they're on the planet and all the weapons are after them. Um, it's Is it the guy? 
Yeah, it's the guy I think. The guy who the guy who who what? put Jesus. He died too. His name is Vincent Chiavelli. Let me see if he's um. Vincent Chiavelli. He's the one who shows him how to push the coin or whatever. Or? Yep, and uh, and I believe it has Paul Rice, who is uh, the guy who's talking about with the pock faces, the poor man's Edward James Olmos, who was the uh, police sergeant in The Crow, who is Ernie Ernie Hudson's boss, mm-hmm. um, is also in this. Uh, um, a fine episode, nothing wrong with it, but like it's sort of a they're in peril, stuffs to get out to get them, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, but, it's but, terrible. Um, I don't want to watch that. Blah. All right, listen. <laughs> I'm grading on a curve. You're giving everyone an A. Because, just because the other Because it's ones... Star Trek. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's not that interesting. If you're just going... Listen, I, I can love them in, in varying degrees, but that okay. doesn't have to mean that it's not still an A. It's, it's not like an, an A, a it, and then there's like an A subprime, and then, then there's an A double prime. You're double then, A, triple A. And then triple A. Triple D. Triple A. <laughs> um... Okay. I just started a higher pace. Damn it. That's what you get. Um, Symbiosis. Picard uh, tries to mediate a trade dispute between two neighboring planets, one of which is the sole supplier of a drug to treat the other's apparently fatal disease. Um, Eventually, you find out that one of them has drugs that the other planet is addicted to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, It's their very special episode of of Next Gen. Um, What? It's their very special anti-drug episode. What do you mean by that? Their very special episode. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) Don't do drugs, okay? Yeah, I guess it's that episode. There's, there's, uh, there's an element of that. I'm not wrong. Um, so uh, uh, I'm looking at the cast uh real quick. Um, it's but they're not addicted like a like. They didn't. They took it for a reason. Like they didn't just go like, yeah. mm, drugs, drugs, drugs. Like they, they were dying or whatever. And then, I guess. But what they found out by the end is that they didn't need it anymore. Right. That now it was simply an addiction. Like they didn't need it to cure anything anymore. Like they were. Now it's interesting to note that the uh, that the guy um, from the who is the leader of the drug addicted planet. Mm. Um, is uh is in fact uh the guy who played David Marcus in the Star Trek uh films. Uh Kirk's son. Really? Yep. Um Show me a picture. Uh of him? Yeah. Uh, in the episode. Well, it's hard to find me lots of pictures of that episode, but this is a picture of him. Okay, yeah. Uh, we're showing pictures on Star Trek. There's him. <laughs> there. Okay. And yeah, he's it's a I can't really see him. It's yeah. like it's like the back of his head. This it looks like the same back of the head. <laughs> so yeah. Um so there's that. Um uh I like when they do stuff like that. Yeah, it's well they 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 do it again. I Like that's one of the things on Enterprise. There's there's somebody who was on an episode. Oh, I know who it was. In the Frangie episode right now. Uh, uh Neelix is one of the Frangie. Is he? Yeah, it's oh, one, okay. of the, one of the Frankie on the show. I'm not as familiar with that actor. I was thinking if there's one that has... Um, Hello! I love Neelix. That I has Jeffrey him. Combs in it. In, he, he's uh, an alien. In Enterprise? Yeah. He's an Andorian? Have they introduced yeah, him? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's an Andorian. Shran. Although I have to tell you about the Andorians, the makeup. What was up with that? I lo- I dig the Andorians. No, 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 no. I do too. But they, they like skimped on the makeup. I don't think they did. Yeah, they did. Watch it again. They look a hell of a lot better than the Andorians in the original series. No, they don't. 
I think they do. No, they, the only thing that looks cooler is that they have the antenna on, the, on their head or whatever, like moving shit. But I'm talking about like the actual blue makeup application is like splotchy. Like there are places where like it's not full coverage. So, I think like, it's meant to be. I think it's meant to be textured. But it doesn't look as good. I like it better when they're full on blue because that's hot. I like Shran. And Shran is totally different than Wayun, and he's totally different than Brooke. He is. That's I love that guy, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Combs. You know, he's the original reanimator. The oh, movies, really? the like reanimator, Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. yeah, he's the reanimator. I fucking love that guy. He's also in The Frighteners. Yes, that's but, what that's what I always think of him being from. Oh, but now my he's body Wei-Yun. is a roadmap of pain. But now that. he's Wayun. He's always going to be Wayun, even even though he's great as Brunt. 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 F C A. You know, but I. I but he shows him. up as Brunt first, doesn't he? Before um, he shows up as Wayun. Like, like one episode before, yeah. yeah. I love there's an episode where he plays both characters. I know. It's fucking awesome. He's really good. I really like the episode where he's one of the Wayuns that's that's uh that's gonna oh, turn yeah. or whatever. That's a great one. Skin of Evil. Oh, this episode. The death of Tasha Yar. Oh, yeah. oh. rough as hell, man. And well done. Yeah. And an important episode for next gen. Um for me particularly You as, love it because somebody died. But at the time I wasn't used to that. So as they loved it as like died. as like eleven or twelve or thirteen year old me, um, it opened up the possibility that any character might die because you could always say, "Well, they killed Yar. Yeah, they killed her right off for no reason." And that's what I dug about her death is that when you go into a battle situation, when you're running down the beach with your gun, when you die, it's a random bullet that hits you. It's not, you don't die in glorious battle. You die because you're in the wrong place at the wrong fucking time. And then the, when the scene where they're trying to resuscitate her and it gets little less and little less and little less. And then like no matter how much energy they put in her, it does nothing. Um, it's really well done. It raises the stakes for the entire series. And when Picard is captured by the Borg, I believe that they might actually take Patrick Stewart off the show because they were willing to do it to her and i think that it is it is uh it is i'm i'm sad to see her go because i like her character although i like what it does for Worf to have her done have her be gone because he gets to be gets tactical to be, officer yeah but um but i i it's such an important moment for the show because it's the moment the show grows up it's the moment that you the fan of the original series yeah because she's not a red shirt she's a main character yeah she's in the opening credits yeah and 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 you See, who now, I, you loved that I hated that. <laughs> well, I look the episode was tough. I mean, to I watch. know it's a good episode. I'm not. And I'm not trying com- to say they didn't do a com- good job or it was crap. It's, in, but. it's compelling, and you look. And the fact is, she wanted to go off and make feature films because she thought she was going to be a star, um, the daughter of Bing Crosby. Um, is she really Denise Crosby? Yeah. I, yeah. It's not like Crosby is some name. It's yeah, not like no, my no, maiden yeah. name or something that nobody yeah. has the same last name. But but, um, but yeah, she's she's yeah, she absolutely is is the. Is the illegitimate daughter illegitimate daughter of Bing Crosby? Oh wow! Um, uh, evidently, one day he was dreaming of a white Christmas. Um, mm. <laughs> um, I would like to submit. Wow! Um, don't do that. Why would you make that sound? That's awful. That's yeah. really gross. Yeah, that was me. And how did Every, you? Ma- and everyone believes that. How was did you make? <laughs> and how did you make that sound while you were saying "wow" at the same I'm time? A fucking ninja. That's, that's how. amazing. <laughs> a ventrilla ninja. I'm a ventrilla. That's good. I like that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> if only I was. You know, who's a ventrilla ninja. That's that guy that can drink water and speak yeah. his puppet at the same time. That dude fucking rocks. Um, I dug that episode. Uh, 
a lot of people don't. They feel like that the the, the that the alien is is poorly pulled off. He's so evil. Everything he says is just evil. But I dug it. I dug uh, Troy in the shuttlecraft and her conversation with him. I dug the darkness of that episode that they left him behind on the planet. Um, and I dug the end of that episode so much with her on the holodeck that that was the inspiration for the end of Ninjas versus Vampires. Or not the end, but when a certain character shows up to give their own eulogy. I was like, you know, like Tasha Yar in Skin of Evil. And everybody else who does the movie with me is like, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking like, about. Huh? Hailing, hailing frequencies close, Captain. Oh. Um, it, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I liked it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I get you. It's, it's probably my favorite episode of the, of the first season. It would be. Um, we'll always have Paris. Picard, completely not mentioning what happened in the episode prior, seven days earlier, meets an old flame whose husband has been affected by a dimensional experiment. Well, that's kind of the point, though. Like, we don't know how long it's been. Like, it's not like it's the next day. Um, it's uh, Stardate 41697.9. Um, interesting, these are out of star Stardate orders. Or, or it's out of order, the Stardates on this, which is interesting. Um, uh, but yeah, um, it's fine. Picard's in love with someone they meet on a holodeck version and her husband is getting old and whatnot. Whatever. I don't remember this one. Yeah, it's not worth remembering. Conspiracy 25. <laughs> um, the horror episode of Star Trek. They go back to Starfleet Command. And Starfleet Command's been infiltrated by aliens that are eating their brains and making them eat bugs. Oh, right, right. And, and then they blow up one of their heads in it. Um, uh, it is... Uh, in many ways, shitty at the end, uh, but only in the last ten minutes. The, the this is the one with the where they have the little, the yeah. little boopy on the back of the yeah. neck, right? Yeah, the tension leading up to the end of the episode is great, and then the last ten minutes where it's like they're running around blowing up heads with their phasers, and the guy in the head, his head just explodes, is silly, and the little and the little uh, what are they? The stop motion animation little bugs are, yeah. are ridiculous. But see, that doesn't bother me. The biggest crime that this episode commits is it ends. Oh, no. It ends with, and they're still out there. Ding, 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 ding. You get that? You get that sense the signal's coming, and those aliens are coming back to get you one day, which they never do. <laughs> which they never do, and they never talk about ever again in the history of Star Trek. It is never mentioned again that there was this huge conspiracy, but they set them up to be the big bad. And they're like, ah, they're coming to get you, the conspiracy within it. You know, and it was. Do you hear that? Um, Yeah, I do. Weird. What the fuck? I don't know. There's there's. OK, so the FCC should be notified that somewhere around here, there's a there's a what was um a Spanish, uh, a Spanish speaking radio station, which now has become a Christian radio station. Um, that broadcasts on a frequency that plays over any wired electrical devices I have in my house if I'm holding them the wrong way. That's not okay. I have a phone upstairs, my corded phone. I've because I corded phone. Yeah, I have, I have, I have a bunch of cordless phones in my house for my home. Right? Phone. No, I'm just saying, like but it's it's not a cordless. I have cordless a single over. I have a single corded phone in case the power goes out and I still need to use the phone. I got you. And my corded phone. Um. Yeah. Wow. I'll hear that unless I like hold it the right way. That's not. That's not okay. I know. That's fucked up. Um. So then, episode twenty-six, the neutral zone. Wait, wait! I like that episode. Oh, I don't. I disagree with you. I thought that episode was quite good. It was very taut. 
And it didn't. Yes, end, it was tight. Animatronic type, you know, stop motion, whatever. Like that shit didn't bother me. The ending was a little. The ending was a little cheesy. It seemed a little much. And I'm just saying that that had this been the first episode in a multi-episode arc of things happening. Yeah, but like at this point, they're already they'd already infiltrated high up, right? Like so, like if they were gonna do an arc, it would be like but the infiltrated last, like the a couple last, of jokers, and then it would be like the last moment the of up. the episode is. They're coming back. I know, I know. And they and drop I, it. And it would That's have been all. cool if they'd actually brought them back. And I feel like this was when I, when I actually went to a, a, a con, then um, Jonathan on. Frakes was, uh, was talking Can I have about this. Thank you. I just spilled wine all over myself. Blah. This is what you get. That's what I get for disagreeing with you. That's exactly right. I'll spill, if, I, if I spill wine on myself and you're not here, it's because in my mind I'm saying something you might disagree with. See, now you'll always know. Oh, now I'll know. Thank you. <laughs> Every time in my life, even before I met you. Um, yeah. Go on. Go on. Um, I think he was telling a story about how he would come home, like, like he'd leave his makeup on from the day to fuck with his wife. And, like, that was one of the things he left on. He left on the little the little poopy in the neck or whatever. And, like, was just, God, baby, I'm had a, you know, I had a bad, you know, rough day or whatever. And she would go to give him a massage. And it was like, hun, what, what, what is this like he's like yeah. what is there something there like <laughs> she's like she's like i'm going back i'm gonna go make out with luke <laughs> no? no you're not a child of the 80s oh well she's on a soap yeah luke and laura i didn't i didn't watch she was laura i didn't watch i think i think it was i think it was general hospital but i like the big wedding the big soap wedding was the wedding of luke and laura and it was her but i don't think that's the soap she was on is it whatever she was she was laura of luke and laura really yeah I don't remember. I don't either. I didn't. Watch I, know, it. I did watch soaps though. I, I, I can my say. my grandmother called them the, her programs. Her programs. <laughs> my <laughs> dad <laughs> totally watches. My story. Young and the Restless, and he's so into it. It's Final cool. episode: The Neutral Zone. A, der- a derelict satellite is found containing cryogenically frozen humans from the 21st century. As the Enterprise is set to investigate the destruction of outpost near Ro- Romulan space. A fun episode. Um, the guy who plays Tex. The, the, that guy, I believe, is Colonel Oates from uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, the guy who runs the military academy. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it has the doctor from Lost in Space is the rich man, I believe. Um, let's see if I can look him up real quick. Um, but I le- believe he's the rich man. Um, here we go, this guy. Is that not the doctor from Lost in Space? I think so, yeah. Um uh and um it has as and a the, chick right as the yeah and some blonde lady um and the very first romulans you see on this on um, star like trek we don't even care about blonde lady and we care about the texan and we care about the other dude and the, the blonde lady and the romulan i'd like to and the romulan <laughs> not anymore she's like like my mother's age <laughs> she's oh and the romulan is played by marco lemo gold ducat himself really? is the very first romulan First time I saw him with his like I gotta tell you when when you when you see him with his makeup off it's like wow he's a lot older than I thought yeah like it's it's, it's striking he that, ran him he that ran Cardassian makeup sure does take the years off <laughs> he randomly shows up I think in Total Recall really yeah I think he's just a random thug oh now um, I need to go back and watch because I dig that shit like I was watching RoboCop recently like go like went back because we bought like the the whole RoboCop one two and three on um, Blu-ray yeah best part of those movies by the way totally the commercials the commercials fucking rock but um, the guy who plays the devil on Reaper which is where I always know him from and I always thought he was amazing he's totally like 
one of the thug bad guys in like the second RoboCop or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, look, it's the devil. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, look, it's the devil. That's totally him. And he's like, oh my fucking gosh, that's crazy. Um, You know, I think this guy is not the doctor from Lost in Space. He looks like him though. Um, I just think that he does look like him and he's played a, he was in a bunch of 80s TV. Um, like I know I know him. Like You know what I'm saying? Like He was a night writer in Wild Wild West and Bonanza and 90210 and um, love me some Night Rider, Naked Gun, and Friday Thirteenth, and and yeah, um, and like stuff. He's been a lot in a lot. Um, the uh, the and I want to make sure that the guy I'm talking about, Leon Rippey, is the guy who plays Sonny, and I want to make sure that he is uh, the guy I'm. Oh no, he's not. No, you know what? You're really bad at this. I, you know who he is though. <laughs> I, th- I thought he was in. Uh, okay, <laughs> he was in Young Guns too. He was the he was the guy who had uh, who who he was the guy who had um, imprisoned uh, sure? Emilio. I'm looking at my iPad, so yeah. Um, <laughs> so the iPad is right. Um, anywho, um, the I uh, I like the episode. The episode also talks about a bunch of. Starfleet bases which have been scooped up and they actually beam to the surface to see that they've all been scooped up and taken away and technologically stripped and it is supposed to be the first appearance of the Borg oh and it's the first thing saying that the Borg had been doing this now there are some problems with Borg continuity the idea is that Q has shoved the Enterprise when we meet the Borg in season 2 Q Q knocks the Enterprise out to Borg space and the Borg chase them. And we think that that is the first, the introduction of, of Starfleet to the Borg. Sure. But in fact, from the Borg's point of view, the Borg had been scooping up Starfleet bases already in the outskirts near the neutral zone. Okay. So the Borg would have come anyway. You can't pin that one on Q. That's all I'm saying. Uh, is there like a faction doing that? I'm just. I'm one of. Is there? Is there people going? Fucking Q. Fuck brought the guy. Borg down. Fuck that guy. He's really a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 man. Listen, th- think about it. They were gonna come anyway. It's not Q's fault. You can't blame that shit on him. Interestingly, we're gonna move into season two uh, <laughs> next or uh, next time we do a season for uh, next gen. But when we move into season two, so that was the end of season one. Yep. that was the last episode. Yep, and and you know what? I like they set up things that come later. We see the Romulans, who are a big deal. Up to and including the most recent Star Trek film. We see introductions of the Borg. Um, and it's a solid episode, solid character pieces about what people in our time would think of. Of like being, yeah. you know, there. So, I mean, yeah, I do. I, do, I dig that episode. It's, it's, it's an episode I would watch. Um, uh, uh, so, of the episodes that I'd watch, The Neutral Zone, I'd watch Conspiracy because it's ridiculous. Skin of Evil, uh, Heart of Glory. Um... Boy, Data Lore, uh, Hide and Q because it's ridiculous, The Battle, uh, Where No One Has Gone Before, and Encounter at Far, Far Point. So I think it's doing pretty, look. For, I, would, I would watch all of them. Look, I can tell you this. There is no other show in 1987 that I would watch that much of. 80s TV doesn't appeal to me much. What? Um, It seems really dated. It seems like it has nothing to do with no, me. No, I still love me some Knight Rider. Um, Again, I think Knight Rider. It's an A-team. I liked Knight Rider a lot better until I started trying to rewatch it. And I was like, oh, oh, no. What? Oh, it's not very good. I disagree. Have, you, have you rewatched it? I had my picture taken in kit. Have you, have you rewatched it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Like most of it is bad. Now, if if cats no. in it or the big truck, like no. the bad guys. Although it is weird hearing, you know, um, the uh, the bad guy, so to speak, in an episode being voiced by um, is his name Richard Cullen? Is that his name? It's uh, it's it's he's the voice of um uh, in the Transformers of Optimus Prime. Edward Cullen. Yeah. He's the voice of who? Of the of truck. Cat. Of cat. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's the voice. Of I said Edward Cullen. That's not right. No. <laughs> That's Twilight. Wow, I didn't even catch that. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Um, but I didn't say Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen. I knew the Cullen Sorry, part. Daniel. I'm sorry, Daniel. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm less sorry because I didn't try to say it was Edward Cullen. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> you have wow. a real... You're just doing well with the people yeah. and the faces and shit today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, look, I, we've gone an hour and a half. I think we've, we've done our bit for Queen oh. of Country. Wow, really? It's an hour and 26 minutes, Queen and I want, I, I want to record another one, if we can. No. No? No? No. No? It's only midnight. Um, <laughs> I know what we time should, it is. We should have this debate off mic, maybe. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. So we'll either no. see you in five minutes, or we'll see you uh, next year. time. But either way, um, <laughs> this is season one of The Next Generation. I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed that he was wrong a lot. What? Write that down. <laughs> I would like to submit. Oh. No, you don't get to submit anything. Oh, F me. <laughs> There's no hope for me. There really isn't. <laughs> All right, I'm Justin. And I'm Alexia. Trick off. Trick off, bitches. Trek Off isn't the only fun free podcast you can find on the Enlight Podcast Network. Go over to Pop Off to listen to the Pop Off Podcast, popoffpodcast.com. You can also hear Ninjas vs. You, the hot mess with Phil Stamper, and the Suckcast by going to endlightpodcast.com or look, just search EPN on iTunes, EPN, and subscribe. Be sure to rate us on Facebook and watch Ninjas vs. Vampires streaming on Netflix. And now, as requested by our fan Shmoo, Ode to Spot by Lieutenant Commander Data. Felis Catus is your taxonomic nomenclature, an endothermic quadruped, carnivorous by nature. Your visual, olfactory, and auditory senses contribute to your hunting skills and natural defenses. I find myself intrigued by your subvocal oscillations, a singular development of cat communications that obviates your basic hedonistic predilection for a rhythmic stroking of your fur to demonstrate affection. A tail is quite essential for your acrobatic talents. You would not be so agile if you lacked its counterbalance, and when not being utilized to aid in locomotion, it often serves to illustrate the state of your emotion. Oh, Spot, the complex levels of behavior you display connote a fairly well-developed cognitive array, and though you are not sentient, Spot, and do not comprehend, I nonetheless consider you a true and valued friend. Thanks, Shmoo, for the request, and keep listening to Trek Off.